Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, Dr. Smith. How are you? I am doing great. We don't have snow anymore. And uh, uh, <laughs> it's like summertime in D.C. now, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like 50s to today. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know how D.C. rolls. <laughs> Cherry blossoms about to come out. I know, right? <laughs> While we're still in an igloo. But that's okay. It's all right. Chicago, you know, whatever. God whatever. Bless you. It's better today. God bless it's you. better. It's better. <laughs> I have a slight cold, so if I sound a little nasally today more than usual, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm gonna try to use my chest. My chest oh. voice. <laughs> yeah, right. You're a singer. You know how to do that. <laughs> I know. Wait, let me just put the vibration down lower. Anyway. So we have a fantastic, oh, I'm sorry, I was going to say we have such a fantastic guest today. I'm so crazy excited. I'm always excited, but I'm really, 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 really excited. So <laughs> <laughs> before we bring her on, though, um, you always delight us with new knowledge. Yep. All right. So I have go it. for it. And, have uh, it. and before I jump in, I said, I'm going to say that we're sending healing love on Valentine's Aww. Day. Oh, that's right. We're yes. recording on Valentine's Day. We're recording on Day. Valentine's Day. I didn't even say Happy Valentine's Day to you. Well, that's Happy awful. Valentine's Day, and to Thank our listeners you. too, and 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 our guests, and we'll we'll uh, we'll get into that in a minute. But you'll get into that in a bit. But hopefully, everybody by the time you're hearing this had some love and continuing the love over the weekend. And right, right. Always, you know, love is primary, so that should not just be valentine's day but i love valentine's day so i'm very surprised i didn't i'm surprised i didn't say that but anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh lord well our our music tip for for today this actually came out of my class because i was talking with my students about um the technology and the advancements of uh of music and how music's disseminated it's sold and everything Mm. and Uh we're sort of bemoaning the fact that sales uh actual sales of of even CDs and MP3s and all of that sort of going by the wayside. And so mm-hmm. um, it's and it's one of the direct ways for artists to really make some income. Um, and so I, I just had the, had a thought and I'm sure other people are doing it. But um, just out of our discussion, I thought, thought it'd be great for our listeners. If you want to encourage people to buy your CD or download your full album um, add add incentives for the album and. That could be like free tickets uh, to a show, mm-hmm. uh, merch, mm-hmm. um, maybe an unreleased track, something that you can only get if you buy the album. Um, mm-hmm. And if you really want to go all out, all out and start meeting your fans directly, you know, offer a Skype call or a webinar meeting to uh, to start mm-hmm. meeting your fans and just have it maybe right. once a month or a quarter or something like that. But you you only can get the login and the information if you buy a CD or, or download. So, right, yeah, you know it's a, it's a tricky thing because I think a lot of people who are like super fans, meaning like really mm-hmm. loyal people to people, you know, they want as much as they can get from an artist, you right? Know, so, right. and it's it's kind of getting to the point though 
you know, which is the conundrum is that a lot of people don't have CD players anymore and don't have, right. you know, so you can't really do physical CDs, but the download and now the download thing is getting a little trickier because iTunes is about to phase that out. And so you're mm-hmm. going to really have to be able to use platforms um, where you have control, right, you know, right. and be able to actually directly, you know, my website, people can download directly from me, but you got to just make sure you're have mm-hmm. some savvy entrepreneur skills so you stay on top of that. But yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think we may have to do an episode talking about how do you create super fans. Right, I've been right. really doing a lot more um, research and thinking and coaching about how do you get super fans and those people that are really loyal. Because if you can just have a, a nice tribe, you're not needing to have, you know, the masses. You know, yeah, if you and... Just, and if you, amazing advertising budgets and all that stuff. You can just focus right. on your, your, your you few. You can just focus yeah. on your tribe, right? If it's, if it's 500 strong or a thousand strong, you know, you just do the math on that and yep. you know, it just, it, it, it really pays off. So good tip. Thank good you. Tip. Incentives, incentives. So, yeah, so we have a special guest uh, today and I think last week we did a topic this week. We get to go back to our guests and I, you guys know, I don't like, I don't, I don't read bios and stuff. However, this, this guest, she has done some pretty amazing things. And I, I think that, um, what's been so cool about this podcast is we're, we're being able to bring you guys, not only artists and their stories, but the people that really make this thing go for artists. And I think this is really, really important. So if you're listening, do not pause, do not turn it off because it's not an artist. This, this woman that we're bringing on is, is who is making a lot of artists careers actually be known. And so I want to say welcome to Cynthia Johnson, otherwise known as CJ. Hello. Hello. Hey. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Happy Thank Valentine's you. Day. <laughs> so you like Valentine's too. Ah. I do. I yeah. do. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's fun. <laughs> it you know, is. just to send the messages, get a card, yeah. buy some candy. Yeah. It's a good day. Yeah. It's a good day. It is a good day to celebrate love. So I, I get all kind of annoyed when people are like, I don't need Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, come <laughs> on, just, just celebrate. But anyway, CJ, just to let people know, see, I'm just going to let them know uh, one of the titles you have had. But, okay. you know, CJ used to work for Columbia Records as yes. a former VP. VP, guys, I didn't say, wow. you know, associate over on the side, a former <laughs> VP of Urban Promotions. And so what that means, folks, is when you're listening to some pretty major artists. I'm let her share some of the artists she's worked with and the actual promotions of their music on radio and so forth. She was the woman behind making sure that happened for that label. So yes. that's huge. And, and you, you know, we want to hear if you could just let it start us out by letting us know, yes, what that, what you're currently doing. Um, but what brought you, and I know that seems like a long epic story, but what brought you <laughs> to the music industry and, and to Columbia Records? Well, wow, it's such a long story. Okay, y'all ready? Sit back. <laughs> Relax. Well, I got my popcorn. That was the form. Maybe let them know first what you currently do, and then we'll get our yes. popcorn ready. Yes. yes. So right now, I do whatever I want to do. <laughs> I love it. 
Amen. So I just, and you know what? I think that the world is just so open and ready and, and there's so many possibilities out there that I just want to be open and ready for those possibilities. Mm. So I helped the ally group, which is part of HBO, um, host a party to help advertise the release of a documentary called United Skates. It was mm-hmm. at the rink here in Chicago. It was Tuesday night. I was responsible for the guest list, for the caterer, for the AV equipment, for the um, printer. And they wanted 300 people, 450 people showed up. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the caterer was amazing. It was a uh, flavored brunch. They actually mm. served food from 7 p.m. until 10 o'clock at night. The party was over at 11. Mm. Drinks were flowing. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. Mm. And all the feedback that I got was so positive. So mm. in a way, I was an event planner. And mm-hmm. even though I did that that kind of thing, working for the various labels I worked for, um, you know, just doing things for artists, mm-hmm. I translated all of that, you know, yeah. muscle to yeah. this. Yeah. And when it was all said and done, I was like, oh, I could have been a planet too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. what is really going on here? Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, um, and I'm part, I partnered with uh, Michael Malden, and a couple of other of our associates, and we're managing Shante Moore right now. Um, I'm helping people in Chicago launch their careers, looking local artists, um, working records still. So if there's a, mm-hmm. uh, a record company that needs me to work some stations for them, I'll do that too. When I first left Columbia um, in June, I was consulting Epic and Rock Nation. That ended, but you know, okay, fine. And mm-hmm. I worked John Legend's record. I worked Maxwell's tour. So again, it was like, I was just open. So wow. when I decided to leave Columbia, I decided that whatever comes my way, if I feel like I can do it, I'm going to do it. And mm. if I don't feel I can do it, I still might do it just to get the experience. <laughs> right, right. Good for So you're not saying no, right? We've been talking I'm about the power no. of yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying no. Now, granted, if it's crazy and I'm like, you know what? I, 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 I appreciate the opportunity, but listen, that's crazy. I'm not doing that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, now she just kind of dropped on you guys. She said, "Yeah, I'm managing Shantae Moore, and then yeah, I still got to do stuff for Maxwell." And you know, I just want you to understand <laughs> that those are those are those are some pretty you know amazing artists yeah. um, in the world of R and B and urban adult contemporary. So yeah. what I guess what what led you to even going into the music business? Well, so I graduated with a degree in marketing from Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and after I, but. After my freshman year, I had an internship at RCA Records. And at that time, there were retail stores, plenty of them around Chicago. And I went to retail stores and put up posters. I went to the radio station with the regional promotion manager. His name is June Moon. And you know, watched him work records at radio and convince program directors to play his records. Mm-hmm. And I tracking so i would have to listen or take the information from uh the other regionals from the marketplace and um write their information down on a grid and translate that grid to the national office 
So mm. basically anything and everything that he wanted me to do, mail records, whatever, I, that's what I did. Mm. It was a great summer. I had a great time, but I wanted to go into the fashion world. I mm. wanted to become a buyer at a department store, ultimately have my own boutique. And mm. that that's what I was going to do. So okay. when I graduated, I had a job at the limited and then, um, did that oh, for a while. Limited. The limited. Yes. I haven't heard that in a while. Okay. Yes. I, I was a perfectly dressed limited <laughs> associate. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. So did that for a while. And then um, I went over to Charles A. Stevens, which was a department store like Ma- Ma- Marshall Fields or Ma- excuse mm-hmm. me, Macy's mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, and I went there. I was a manager. I was, de- I was a department manager and then promoted to, well, I came in as a, I don't know, I can't remember, but anyway, I was a, a department manager <laughs> mm-hmm. and I had all the accessories and stuff like that. And, um, I realized that this whole serving the public thing is not for me. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Okay. I couldn't do it. Like, uh. okay, quick story. So I'm in the department, it's Christmas time. <laughs> this woman comes up to me. She's got this scarf. She's like, I want this scarf. And I was like, great, the scarf's $21. And she was like, no, the sign over there says it's uh, $9.99. And I was like, no, it's $21. She's like, no, that sign says it's $9.99. I want it for $9.99. Now, I'm the department manager. Uh, I know right. what the sign says. So I said, well, show me the sign. I know I'm being mean right now, but I did it. <laughs> I was like, well, show me the sign. And she's like, see, this sign says $9.99. And I said, oh, you mean this sign that says earmuffs for $9.99? <laughs> Do you still want this scarf for $21? Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, she was pissed because I kind of yeah. did, you know. But... But she got the scar. But whatever. So I just realized <laughs> just that that wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so just at that time when I was thinking, like, I can't do this anymore, June called me. June Moon, who was my boss, being my intern, called me out the blue. And he said, hey, I'm starting a gospel label. Would you like to work for me? And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. Wow. I didn't even, I, yes. And I said, and he's like, okay, well, how much do you want to make? Now, granted, I didn't know. So I yeah. said, I just bought a car. My car note was $250 a month. I was still living at home. And I figured like $250 extra to party on the weekends. I think that's enough. So I said, if you paid me $500 a month, I'll work oh for you. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, wow. Lord. That's because uh, that's what at, at 22, that's what you do. You uh, drive to work uh, and then on the weekends you drive to the party. Like right. that's what you do. Wow. Oh, man. So now I have to say that my dad was in the music industry. So I was a legacy basically. Right. Um, he was head of black music at Atlantic when I was growing up. In fact, he worked Benny and the Jets at oh, Urban Radio wow. and got that nice. record played at Urban Radio. He managed Layla Hathaway. He oh, managed wow. uh, Joyce Irby from Climax. Yeah. He re- managed Renee and Angela. And I grew up in the music industry. When we were little, he would take us to the studio when he was working on whatever. And I, I was always around it. We took limousines back to concerts and mm. we were backstage and um, 
you know, being really little, we went to a Michael Jackson or the Jackson 5 uh, <laughs> wow. um, concert and we were backstage. I was sitting on my dad's lap. My sister's a little bit older and she was, I think she was like a, a year younger than Michael and she mm. was around them. And, you know, like we were all like, they were kind of playing around, whatever. And my dad was like, don't you want to go um, hang out with the boys? And I was like, I don't want to play with those boys. <laughs> <laughs> Not understanding I, I didn't those know. boys Lord. may be. You know, but- <laughs> exactly. I, I I was little. I didn't know. But anyway, so that's, that's how good. I grew that's up. Yeah. yeah. So when I called him to say, I'm going to work for June Moon, he's like, you want to be in the music industry? And I was like, he's going to pay me $500 a week. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, a month, a month, yeah, mind right. you, a month. So my dad says, well, if you're interested, my friend needs an assistant. Let me call her and tell her maybe you guys, she can interview you. So I was like, all right, great. So she calls me, we do an interview. She's like, well, you know, the job is yours if you want it, but it's in LA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, I want it. Cause she worked for MCA. Right. And then mm-hmm. I asked her how much money am I going to make? And she said $300 a week. <laughs> all right. So now you're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've got to come up that fast. This yes, is great. Yep. Yes. So I packed, I got on a plane. Luckily, my sister had already moved there. She had her own apartment. So mm-hmm. we stayed together in the same apartment. And, um, you know, I worked, I started working in MCA as an assistant. And then like maybe six months, three months later, I think it was, um, they decided to put on a local promotion manager for MCA. And of course, Sarah, excuse my um, cough, Sarah Melendez, that was my boss. She, um, you know, wanted me to interview for the job. She wanted me to have the job because I would report directly to her and, um, interviewed for the job with um, Ernie Singleton. At that mm-hmm. time, Gerald Busby was head of Black mm-hmm. Music at MCA. Um, A.D. Washington was there and interviewed with Ernie. I got the job and that began my wow. career as a regional promotion manager. Mm-hmm. Wow. So <laughs> how, how long had you been assisting at that point? before? Like, like-, <clears throat> like three months. Oh my I think it's like three months. Yeah, but it was fine because it was local. So meaning like I had L.A., San Diego, and I think like Denver. There was an urban station back in the day in Denver. KDKO, KDKO. Yes, Yes, girl. Come on. I'm from Denver. Yeah, you know. Oh, there you go. (laughs) See, you got that Denver love over there. (laughs) Yes, that was Nobody knows about KDKO, but CJ. No, that's hilarious. I know. (laughs) That was my market. So it was fine because it was a great way to start because I didn't have a lot of stations. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, you know, as I'm kind of like making my way and, you know, I'm becoming more well known within, you know, at in L.A., Mm-hmm. Um, I even wore a one billboards promotion manager of the year, which wow. was amazing. Um, but that was when I moved over to Arista. So mm-hmm. interviewed at Arista. They hired me to be the regional promotion manager at Arista, and that was the whole West Coast. So all the way from um, Washington Mm. down to San Diego over Mm. to Denver. Mm -hmm. And that was a whole adventure because I, you know, I was in the Northeast, I mean, excuse me, Northwest and, Mm -hmm. you know, all over Los Angeles. And it was just great. So, but then 
you know, I have to say that I was all about the money. So, <laughs> six, so you like, went from the five hundred a month to like no no to, no <laughs> right to twelve hundred a month yeah. to having an actual salary being yeah. a you know the local promotion manager and I got an increase of course going to Arista and then. Um, we were at a convention. I was talking to Jimmy Mack, who used to be at Motown, mm-hmm. and he was at Eric Thrasher. And they, we were all just kind of like hanging out at conventions. We don't do conventions like we did back in the day, but we're all hanging out. And, you know, I'm just talking and talking about L.A. and what I do and blah, blah, blah. And Jimmy says, hey, would you like to work for Motown in Chicago. Mm, mm, I have mm. a position available. And I was like, yes, <laughs> because I'm from Chicago. Right, right. And Sarah, my boss at MCA, was from Chicago. And all she used to talk about was how great the people are in Chicago, how much fun she mm-hmm. had in Chicago. If she could go back to Chicago, she would. And it's a beautiful community and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like excited to mm-hmm. hear, you want me to come to Chicago? I'm like, I'm so there. So yeah. I had to resign from Arista. I'd only been there like maybe nine months. Wow. Moved to Chicago, moved back to Chicago. I was living downtown, wow. doing being a regional for Motown. And then I got a call from Columbia and they're like, hey, you know, we want you to come in and talk to us about um, you know, come working for Columbia. So I didn't tell my boss, Jimmy, because I wasn't leaving Columbia under any circumstance. Like, I mean, excuse me, Motown under mm-hmm. any circumstance, because I loved it. You know, Pat Edwards did sales. She's like my best yeah. friend to this mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Um, you know, Jimmy was a great boss. The whole branch was great. And I loved every minute of it. So I, there's no way I'm leaving. So I go to New York interview and Okay, so funny story. I land in New York. I walk off the plane. And guess who's on the phone right at my gate? My boss, Jimmy. Oh, oh. Yes. (laughs) So, right. So he says, Cynthia, is everything okay? Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah. Um... So I didn't want you to worry and I'm not going anywhere, but I have an interview with Columbia Records, but I'm not going anywhere, but I didn't want to, you know, turn it down. I thought, didn't think that would be a good idea. So I just want to let you know, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm talking fast, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So I get to Columbia, the interview, and, you know, they had me read like these marketing plans and then Ruben Rodriguez and um, Eddie Pugh were vice president or actually probably senior vice president and vice president and they were interviewing me and they said so we're just going to act like you are working a record so i was like okay cool and Mm -hmm. so they said now work us i'm the program director eddie's the music director now work us on a record and i'm like uh-uh you gotta like give me some backstory not not, now i'm being an actress Mm -hmm. right like (laughs) you gotta give me some so if, is this a good relationship I have with you? Are you my friend? Is it adversarial? Did you kick mm. me out the station last week mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get back in? Like, give me context. Right. So they're like, no, we all we have a good relationship. So I, okay, cool. So I start working them on a record. And then Eddie chimes in, he says something. And I said, I don't need no help from the peanut gallery. <laughs> and he, so then he, he like switched back, like, 
are you talking to me like that? I'm trying to, and I said, but aren't you the music director at the radio station? And he said, yeah. And I was like, well, that's how I will talk to you. So be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) And so he laughed, Ruben laughed. We had a great time. So the interview's over. I'm walking to the elevator. They find me because actually Sarah was working at Columbia at this time. And so Mm. I found Sarah, we were going out to dinner and they find me and they're just like, we want to offer you the job. Mm. And I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so then I give them this astronomical number, a number where I just feel like you're not, because I wanted to stay at Motown. Right, right. Yeah. So gave them the number. They didn't actually match that, get, get to that number, but they gave me something really, really close. Wow. At that time, they had bonuses every three months. Mm-hmm. Wow. They had great insurance. Yeah. I would be a regional for Columbia Records, historical label. Yeah. So I went in and I had to tell Jimmy, I'm so sorry, but uh. I'm leaving. <laughs> wow. So I left, went to Columbia. and then. But the good thing is Pat became regional for Columbia. And now yeah. she's a regional, I'm a regional and we're traveling the Midwest together because she's my best friend. And we're, it it was just an amazing time. So fast forward, that was in 1990. So fast Mm. forward to 1997. No, Mm. probably like 1996 or something like that. I was promoted to national director out of Chicago. Then in 98, I moved to New York to be senior national. So, you know, things had changed. Michael Malden was now head of black music at Columbia. Ruben had long gone. Eddie was gone. Ken Wilson had gone. Uh, So Mm. now um, Michael Malden was there. He wanted me to be head head of uh, urban promotion out of New York, but as a senior national. So I moved to New York to be a senior national. Mm -hmm. And I worked... Bow Wow's record, Escape, Black, Maxwell. Um, And I was doing some of that when I was a regional too. Um, At the heyday of Columbia Records, Black Music, I worked all those records. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just formed relationships with all of them, you know, Destiny's Mm -hmm. Child, all of them. So I'm in New York uh, by the end of the year, and that was in 1998, I was promoted to senior, not senior vice president. Mm. So wow. I was senior vice president at Columbia and just doing everything. Like mm. it was the best time ever because like I said, we had the best music. It was yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So unfortunately I got let go from Columbia not because mm. I did anything wrong, but that's just how the business goes. They wanted somebody else. Mm. They put her in, they took me out, mm. but the night that I got let go from Columbia and everybody was so shocked and I was shocked too, believe mm. it or not. Mm. Um, uh, my friend at J records, which was Clive Davis's label. Mm-hmm. was like, don't leave New York. Don't go anywhere. And he offered me to meet Clive because they had, they wanted a vice president. And mm-hmm. he, he's like, I know it's not senior vice president, but Ken Wilson is there. It, and Ken was my like my family like mm-hmm. we kind of grew up in the business together so he was the senior vice president i was vice president so by that happened i left columbia in december and started at j records in january wow and started working at j records great time we had alicia keys buster rhymes um mario 
Cassidy. Mm. I know I miss, I'm missing probably a bunch of people. These are like all, amazing right, artists. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. So we worked all of them. Luther Vandross. Oh, well, my hello. Okay. Hello. And, and I just want people to understand when she's saying worked, meaning she was responsible for making sure radio played these songs. Yes. So the way that so, you, when you hear people mm-hmm. say, cause some people may not understand that, but when, you know, the only way back, especially back then you were hearing mm-hmm. these artists was radio. You know, that that was the big right. powerhouse. So that's right. huge that, to that's put it right. in perspective. So, yeah. So my job, <clears throat> you know, from the time I started was to get records played on the radio. Mm-hmm. And that's what urban promotion is. You may not say radio promotion in there, but that's what that is. We talk to the program directors, the music directors, and convince them to play our records every single week. So it's not like when I was working in retail, random people would come in and radio promotion you have people that you speak to Mm -hmm. to actually get your record played and that's what we did we we talked to them every single week and as a vice president senior vice president we set set the game plan so Mm. i decided when we were going to impact a record along with other people in the company based on what we want to do with sales what we want to do with marketing so it was a collaborative effort but that date was my date to set Mm. and Mm -hmm. and anything that happened around that record so it's about putting contests on the radio so if you listen to the radio and hear somebody say be the 15th caller Mm -hmm. and get Mm -hmm. uh, a chance to meet this artist at this venue um, on this date that's what promotion managers set up that's what i approve that's what we do um When you hear about an artist just doing a signing someplace or an appearance someplace, probably a regional promotion manager is with that artist. Mm -hmm. And we put them on promo tour. So I'm working with marketing to make sure that we're going to each city, going to stations we need to go to and doing events we need to to, um, um, do to Mm -hmm. make sure that people hear the music, they know the music, they want, they like the music and they like it enough to consume it themselves. So back in the day, it was about buying an album or cassette or CD. And now we still do the same job, but it's Mm -hmm. about streaming that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Like how, how do you think uh, the industry is now and what would your job entail if you were had, had the same position? Um, actually the job kind of entails the same thing because I'm radio promotion right? Right. Mm-hmm. and there are hundreds of radio stations across the country. Um, those that report and those that do not, and those that report, I think there's like 84 urban stations, mm-hmm. maybe like 78 main, uh, urban AC stations. And there are program directors at every single one of those stations, music directors. And we still talk to those program directors and music directors and convince them to play our records on the radio. Mm-hmm. So that part has not changed. So as much as the way that people consume music in terms of do you buy it, do you download it, do you stream it? It may be more streaming now, or it is streaming now, but mm-hmm. the way that people, but radio stations still exist. Radio mm-hmm. stations are still there, there, and we still work them. Have, did they include that in, in your sort of job description? Is the, the streaming, have they, like program managers, is that now underneath their their purview is, is streaming um, stations? No. No, Okay. No. Um, so streaming is is now a sales function. And, mm. and just as um, putting CDs, <clears throat> excuse me, in stores mm-hmm. 
um, was a, <clears throat> excuse me, was a function of the sales department. Streaming is a part of the sales department. Wow. Okay. That's it, it's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And so, so are they, and I don't know if you know this then because, and this is really good information for people to understand, you know, who kind of is pushing where, what are they trying to go to curators on stream to get on playlists? And so that it's streamed maybe more often, or they're just purely trying to make sure it's placed adequately on platforms. Well, so, you know, so at Columbia, um, the sales department, they are responsible for, of course, putting your song on Spotify, on Mm -hmm. Apple Music, on Pandora. Mm -hmm. But their real, the, the, I think the, the backbone of what they do is to make sure that the songs get on different playlists that have huge And so it's not so much that you go find that music, but if you, if you're into a particular playlist, once you tune into that playlist and you stay tuned, then the song streams and you hear it. And that's what you're, that's what they really want is are the playlists that can really drive the streaming numbers. Right. And so they're trying to pitch kind of like you were saying, trying to convince people to play on terrestrial radio. Are they trying to convince? Yeah. yeah the curators to get it on a certain uh, exactly. playlist. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you would think that, and you know what, and who knows, maybe at other labels, the um, promotion managers or the promotion department is <laughs> are responsible mm-hmm. for the playlist on Spotify. Yeah. But at Columbia, it was the sales department. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this is, you have had such a, oh my gosh. I mean, and, and of course we only have these little like 30 minutes. So it sounds like, yeah. you know, magic and everyone's now going to be like, okay, let me just go out. There. But, right. I mean, but had, let me just say, so I'm yeah. going to finish this up. So after Columbia, I went to J, J records. Mm-hmm. After J records, I went to Warner brothers. I was the senior vice president of Warner brothers and we worked all of that crunk stuff some from crime mob trillville scrappy mm. we worked um eric benet and um brian mcknight then mm. i left there and worked independent for a while so there was an independent company in florida so i worked mm. with him for a minute then was um hired at interscope out of chicago wow. so i was a national for interscope um then i left interscope kind of did you know, independent thing for about six months or something like that. And then I got a call from Columbia. They wanted me to come back. <laughs> so in 2011, oh, almost wow. 10 years late, wow. it was 10 years later, I started oh. working for Columbia. And then I just resigned in mm. Ju- June. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so that's enough about oh, my Oh my god. No, it's so that's, that's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. It's a lot. You, you need a documentary. <laughs> you do, <laughs> you CJ. Really do. You need a documentary. I know. Because you've I seen I mean, with those with that kind of, you know, journey, you've just I mean, the music industry has had so many twists and turns. Yes, it has. Yes. And so um, you have not only, you know, witnessed it just kind of being in the industry, but you were at the top. So you're real. Yes. you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, responsible for yeah. even, you know, a certain level of the twist and turn. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. I, I got so many questions. I, I, don't I even, do too. I don't we're going to have to start. do a part. Two. We're okay. going go. to have to do a whole part. We only got a few minutes. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, just, oh, just, we're going to have to do a part two for sure. The setup was, was t- took the whole, the whole uh, podcast, but, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but we needed to hear that yes, it was we did. absolutely fantastic. That, yeah. I mean, there, there's yeah. so much in there. Uh, and that, and I know my students are going to get a lot out of this. Um, cause, yeah. cause really n- nobody really gets a chance to understand or see things from the executive side and administrative side of a record right. label. And, sure. you know, it's sort of like this mystical thing. Everybody thinks of, you know, I'm, I want to get signed. I want to get a record deal. And yeah. they don't even know what's going to happen and how yeah. things go down. And, um, yeah. and, and that, that your perspective is so, so valuable for, for them. And just pe- people have to know what, what to expect and what they're looking for. And, mm-hmm. um, there, there, there is real value being signed with the label. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, you, you have to, um, if you're trying to go the indie route, uh, mm-hmm. you you need to understand what you need to do. And so that's that was one of my questions is um, I want you to sort of run down the latest, the structure of a label and and what the, the jobs and things that people do. But that's going to take a whole sure. long time. Um, I know. We only I, have yeah, a few we, minutes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know no, 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 no. Do I, not we're going to do a part two. This is the whole we're point. We're going to do a part. We're going to do a part two. <laughs> okay, because, cool. I, because I think what, you know, Will is saying, and you know, and you know this, obviously, CJ, you and I have talked about this going, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's so much more independent, you know, yes. ventures happening. And so, but yeah. still music still has to be heard and yes. has to be promoted. And so artists really need to understand when they're trying to be their own independent artists, there's a certain savviness to their, to their mm-hmm. business that has right. to kind of mimic a, a, a label, not mimic, but be yeah. similar so that it can still mm-hmm. be successful. So yes. I understand well what you're saying, like, you know, so what are all the components? So- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, right. like br- briefly give me the whole structure of a label, you know, it's like, okay. um, I right, can't, right, there's right, no right. way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but really it's not, it's not that difficult. So basically mm-hmm. generally you'll have a chairman of the label mm-hmm. or an executive vice president or, um, a president. Right. And then at below that, like if there is a chairman of the label, then there's a president of the label. And then below the president are the department heads. So there's for Columbia, I'm just going to go for there. And I think that it kind of can translate, but there's a head of promotion, Mm -hmm. a head of marketing, head of digital marketing, a head of publicity, head of international, head of sales. Mm. And I think that's it. And mm-hmm. in some instances, there might be a head of pop promotion and head of urban promotion, a head mm-hmm. of sales, a head of digital marketing. Head. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So right. there might be a completely separate department for urban um, music. Okay. Um, and each person, you know, they we all collaborate to release a record, a single or an album. And so mm-hmm. publicity, of course, they're in charge of television and print blogs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Promotion, radio promotion, um, international. It's just marketing, promotion, sales internationally. Mm-hmm. So right. it's not just, you know, the United States, but they go everywhere around the world, Canada, Mexico, uh, overseas. Um, they work the artists, oh, you know, internationally, everywhere else right. other than right. the United States. Um, sales, like I mentioned, they really concentrate on Spotify and all the streaming services. They still do digital and a little bit of of, of um, actual CD sales. Not a lot now, but still right. it's in the mix a bit. Um, so, yeah. So, and like I said, we all collaborate to release. A right. Do you have a separate uh, legal and accounting department that handles everybody? Yes. Okay. 
And, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's business affairs. Um, mm-hmm. They're usually sometimes sometimes they will sit in meetings, but for the most part, you know, business affairs um, they do that job for the entire Sony Music. Gotcha. So it or for us, it was Sony Music. So it's Epic Columbia RCA. Um, and but sometimes, yes, one of the business affairs people would sit in on our meetings. Mm-hmm. And if, if there was anything that came up that they needed to talk about, then of course they would. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, we got to do a part two because we, yeah. then the, the other side of the lens is the actual artist. Right. You know, and the artist uh-huh. development piece, which is now kind of pulled A&R is different now. And, yeah. you know, labels are having artists, you know, who are already kind of developed. And but yep. then, you know, so there's and I know that artists, you know, need to understand that. But but the point being, you just mentioned so much that's related to how can the music be sold and heard. And that's the mm-hmm. bulk of the label. So mm-hmm. when you're doing your mm-hmm. own thing, if you're just too focused on the creative, but you haven't thought about how people are going to actually hear this, mm-hmm. this is what is, you know, so missing, I think, for artists, you know, independent artists, really understanding how important it is to create this machine so right. that, you know, people can hear. Ah, uh, We're going to get cut off well, and I don't want to on yeah. our little special recording <laughs> that we use. But CJ, you have been amazing, and we're going to ask Thank you to come you. back again because we got to learn some more stuff really yeah, this, seriously. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we can't we can't do uh, uh, do do your life story any justice <laughs> <laughs> with justice. And this we short may, amount of we time. actually you you're a beautiful person. We have your you know people are going to see your picture on the promo and everything. I we may have an opportunity to um video a little bit maybe cuz you're in Chicago. Right. So yes. on part 2, we might have to do the podcast in one where people get to see us a bit too mm-hmm. because Okay. You've got some great stuff and you've obviously have some incredible relationships which we talk a lot about. Yeah. <laughs> so podcast. listen, mm-hmm. I am available next week, week after whenever you guys want to do it. Let's do we it. Have Yeah, we'll keep been working on some dates. Yes. All right, Will. I don't want us to get cut off. Yep. It was fantastic. Um, I don't even know what to say. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, we will talk to you all later. We'll have a part two. But in in, in our show notes, we will, though. Do you mind if we share you're on social media or would you prefer not? Or how are you with that with social media? I am on social media. So on, you know, for those people who are on Facebook, then I'm, you know, just Cynthia Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um, On Instagram, it's CJ. N D uh <laughs> I have it. We'll, I'm gonna we'll put, put the links. The yeah, we'll put the links. I'm gonna put it in the show notes okay, so they cool. can, can they can it, follow you. Yeah. CJND yeah. sixteen. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. I know. Don't worry about it. I got it. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not used to giving out my stuff. You I know, know you're like, not. That's why I was like, right. maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, exactly. No, but, it's fine. But it was like, okay. what is that? What is my? What are, who am I? Right. Who am I? Yeah. So, and then on Twitter, it's me. I I'm CJ. So it's I am CJ. Uh-huh. C-J-A-Y. Okay. C-J-A-Y. So me, I'm CJ. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Me, I'm CJ. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we'll have a part two. Well, this is fun. Yep. Definitely. This is great. It's great. Thank you so yeah. much. All right. Thank no. you. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. So yes, we have to do part two because I feel like I just talked about myself way too much. No, no you're, it was, <laughs> yourself is what that's the we point. wanted. That's so the point. That's the point. That's why we. That's why you're here. That's why we called you. So okay. anyway. All right. All right. We'll talk to you all, all right. next week. Okay. okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating or drwsmith at making money in the music biz, biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.